Yeah, we just jumped in, and I'm here with Hosanna. I'm I'm I'm, I'm sitting like horse fall. Is that right? <laughs> yes, horse as in an animal, and fall like horse as in fall. Yeah, falling of a horse fall. You guys are very lucky because I know ninety five percent of you are listener because you're creeps. <laughs> and when you when you look at picture of Hosanna, you'll be like blown away that um, um, someone you know someone. So beautiful and friendly, and you really are a sweet girl because. Aww. Um, I think the guys we I think a lot of guys when they see a pretty girl that, that if they don't smile they're very intimidated. But I think you're very approachable even though you're very pretty. Does that make sense? Sometimes I'm not. This today when I was walking home I was on the corner and this Mexican guy was on a bike yeah. and I had my earphones in right and I knew that he was creeping. He was kind of biking up behind me and he stopped and then. Because he was talking to me and I'm like, I had my music on really loud. So I'm like, this guy's going to annoy me. And I pulled out my earphone. He was like, can I ask you a personal question? But I knew that he was biking behind me looking at my ass. And I looked at him dead set in the face and I said, no, put my earphone back in and keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> How often do you get that kind of stuff? Like people kind of, not, is that a harassment to you? Yes. It, it is. is. It's, it happens all the time and like, this is this is a problem for pretty people, right? I'm I'm being serious right now. It is. It's a serious problem. Like, because you're 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 you were New Zealand's next top model, you're a finalist, and you are um, very. You're what I read from the uh, transcript. You're very competitive, but if the audience are too lazy to Google her name, you have. Um, Amazing personality, like you laugh like Julie Roberts. <laughs> She's one of my. Okay, there we go. So, but you also have that um, your type of a uh, beauty is kind of reminds me old Hollywood looks. You know. Oh, that's really sweet. See, I wouldn't tell you to go away. It's yeah. Well, sometimes when you're walking, because, down, because, because you're not, the, you don't have that kind of. Uh, a, a beauty that uh, it's you don't force it on people 
So, you know, sometimes girls put too much makeup and look too perfect. It's, it's natural with you. And um, I met you through Aiko Tanaka. And Aiko is also a beautiful girl, a little, <laughs> little loopy. But she told me, oh, you should meet my friend Hosanna. And, you know, she said something about you, you know, uh, reality show for models, you're finalists, very pretty, and this, like that. And I asked her, like, well, how did you pick Hosanna out of, you know, people were uh, trying to get a room with you? And she said, she just like, I, I asked her, is it because Hosanna have a best credit? And I'm like, no, no, she was the prettiest one out of all of them. So, oh, yeah. thanks, Psycho. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say to that. Um, so, look, so Google her, but don't bother her. But you live in LA, and I'm sure you get, a lot of guys hitting on you, right? Yeah, it's and it's not even hitting. Like, it's just just creeping. I wouldn't even say hitting. It's just creeping. Like, if you're walking down the street, yes. And this is for all men. How do you think it's a good idea to whistle at a girl and be like, "Hey, mama, like you dropped something on my number." Like, do you think they're gonna <laughs> come running back to you and be like, "Oh my god, that's the best line that I've heard all day." Please give me your number. You obviously seem like a genuine guy. Or like when they're driving past you and they start screaming yeah. and whistling out of their car. Do you have a daughter? Like, do you have a niece? Do you think that's appropriate? Like if, if you were walking down the street, minding your own business, and every third block that happened to you. Right. How do you think you would feel? Well... It's it's not very nice, but I also think it, uh, I'm assuming there are certain ethnic groups that do that, right? Certain uh, <laughs> racial makeup—it's always the same one, isn't it? It is actually right. And the reason I say that is because, sure, I like pretty girls. Um, in fact, I don't even have to talk to them. I just like looking up per beautiful face. It doesn't matter what race it is. Every beautiful face have one, many things in common, you know, proportion, clarity, the same. Dis, the, the, have you ever seen some pretty girls like she's kind of pretty, but only if the eyes were like a quarter inch apart or closer? Yes. You, you see, you know, right? Beauty really is mathematical in many Symmetry. ways. Symmetry. Symmetry. Like you have all the pretty girls like you have small faces with big. I do have a small face. Small face and big expressive eyes. And, and and everything is equal distance from, you know what I mean? Like, I've seen some pretty girls, oh, if one eye is a little too higher than the other <laughs> one, I'm not picking on them, but you you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, you could be a, a black skin, everything is proportional. That's a pretty face. It's, this is just a, uh, I read a book called Survival of Prettiest. It was written by a Harvard professor, and it, it, it has all this mathematical explanation why beautiful people look the same way. It doesn't matter the race, you know what I mean. So it's a mathematical equation. And yeah, yeah. No, what you're saying is very true. Because if you have a lazy eye, that's not attractive. I'm not picking on them, but this is this, this, <laughs> this is just this is just a reality, you know. So um, something that women have to deal with, and LA is a very very competitive place, you know. But it's not that LA create beautiful women. It's just that beautiful women from all over the world come here. Yes. And they're fighting for very exclusive job, whether it's in modeling or acting or singing. It's it's a tough business. So, um, but it is it's very strange when they make those cat calls, you know. But oh, the reason I was telling you, <laughs> what? 
I need to go shit. <laughs> oh. Be back in like one second. Very sexy of you. Okay, let me pause for a second. <laughs> All right, we're back. <laughs> um, I don't remember what we were talking about. But anyway, you guys get it. She's beautiful and then very friendly. And I'm always happy to see you. I like you and Aiko hanging out. And um, you you headed off with my friend Sasha Gray too. Yes, name dropping. And um, it, it was really fun seeing you guys talk. Um. I'm at the age. I'm at the age where I could I could technically have a daughter your age, you know what I mean. But it's really funny to see you and Aiko and Sasha just hang out and whatever the girl talks you guys do. Well, I it's feel it's fun fun seeing you guys talking to each other. I feel like you you do have daughters our age because you look after us like we're not like. You don't look at us as potential, like, people that you can go and get drunk and, like, okay, this is coming out wrong. No, you're not creepy. You are a great person. No, no, and you I, I am. But I'm, us I'm, and you look out for us, so you're kind of, like... Like the guys uh, you were saying you were having problems, they are creeping you guys on? Um, you're not like that at all. Like, you're just, no, like... No, but my generation, we we do it without getting caught. Right? <laughs> Like, for someone like for someone that I didn't know and yeah. that I, I moved in with and I, I stayed with Yoshi for you guys that don't know I actually stayed with Yoshi for a week and I with at Brandon Iron the porn star's place and I didn't yeah. know any of this until um I met with Sasha Gray and Yoshi was telling me all about Sasha and how he used to walk in porn and I'm like I've been staying with this guy for like a week and he was like yeah and the reason why you didn't stay on the couch and you stayed in the bed is because I've seen many, many movies made on that couch and I didn't want you anywhere near it. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I already have pink eyes, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I... But, like, let, let anyone just, else mm-hmm. that was in the city would have been creepy and you're not. You are, like, a father figure. Like, if we need anything, I feel like you're always there. Now, so. that's really uh, sexy. You, yeah, come, stop come, it. You're st- come, to, come here, daughter. Come here, daddy. No. Um, I did a show recently, and after the show, there's four girls wanna like wanna hang out, and like I was ready to go home because I do so many shows, like I don't really have time to hang out after the show. But there's oh, let's take picture, whatever, and um, okay. And one of the girl recognized me from a popular podcast, right? So she was asking me questions. And she keep pointing finger behind her friend and say, you know, like, you know, I should spend time with like, I, I said like, okay, they're all pretty or whatever. Yeah. And, and then we went to the bar and um, I guess her da- dog passed away. So she was very, very sad. But I got the feeling like, because she, she was, she was tr- trying to show me her dog on her phone. Mm. But first thing it popped on on her phone was tender. And there's Asian guys thing. So I also think she's white, but she's probably into Asian guys or whatever. That's why you were there. Cause her friend but her dog there. died too. But this is a part <laughs> that made me laugh because even when bad things happen, I could laugh about it. So when she ordered a beer, she go, the waitress goes, well, uh, can I see your ID? And she showed her ID and I kind of looked over and I started laughing because she was born June 3rd, 1988. And I started laughing and I say, Oh my God, you were born 13 days before I graduated from high school. And that really, I think that turned her off because she didn't realize I was that much older. Yes. 
that older, yeah, right? And and my f- guy friends are said, "You're dumb for saying that," but I always say it because it's always funnier. You don't get the girl. Did you ever, did you ever watch that movie Dumb and Dumber? Did you ever watch that show movie? Okay. Um, yes, is that the one with Jim Carrey yeah. and then the other guy? And at the at end, the, the, at the end, the like the guy who's gonna get the job is yes, that's so Swedish. Yeah. Like, like, so remember, yeah. Buzz showed up and there's all this uh, Swedish so, bikini girls, and we just we were looking for two guys to take care of us for this tour. And remember this, like you probably could find guys in next town, and the girls like, oh, okay, they drive away, and oh, wait, uh, wait, 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 it's the other direction. Oh yeah, and but I love the fact that Jim goes, boy, whoever those two guys are, they're going to be lucky guys, you know. I love. I was like that stuff. So like maybe I shouldn't have said it, but I, it, it to me it was so much funny when 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 they made all the girls made that face like. <laughs> Cause they get grossed out. I'm I'm older than her dad, uh, her mom. I think. Really? Yeah. Um. Right. Oh, close to it. You'll be you'll be closer to it. Yeah. But I don't give a shit. I mean, I'm not gonna force myself. You know, it's. Well, I mean, also like obviously she was uncomfortable with that fact that you I could have lied. Maybe she would have been okay. But eventually they're gonna find out, and the girls people always get angry like when they find out. Oh, you lied about this and that. Well, it's not even lying. It's just not telling someone. Yeah. Like, you're not lying. Like, if I asked how old you were and you said, I'm I'm 30, then that would be lying. But you're just, you're not lying. You're just not disclosing it. Right. But I I I would say it because it's always funny, the look they get. And, you know, they were drunk too. But I I thought, how could you not know that I'm a lot older than you, you know? I mean. Because you're Asian. Well. (laughs) So that 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 made me laugh. That really mad. Just the look on their faces. You like, like making people feel awkward. No, I mean there. Are, I think the three grocers they were thinking like, oh no, maybe they were thinking like, oh she kind of like you, but because you said that, it's not going to work out. But mm. you know what? Whatever. It's well, it's funny. I mean, maybe when she gets to know you, she wouldn't have a problem with that. Oh, you know? but she's sober up next day, so. I'm 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 cool. I just there's one thing that uh, most men never want to be known as the c word, which is a creep. That's just, that's that that is just. It's true. It's 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 absolutely the worst because basically there's something that about you make just about every woman just really disgusting and uncomfortable, right? Well, it's the word creep is just like you make my skin crawl. Yeah, like I feel dirty. Like. You are disgusting. That yeah. is, for me as a woman, like that is what a creep is. Like you make my screen call. You're a creep, right? And another another thing that I, I remember uh, hearing reading about you was like you're very virtuous. You know, somebody said like, "Oh, you're the you're the girl that don't sleep with guys." Yes, like you. you someone did da- say that. Yeah, um, Andre Harrell said that when I got introduced to him. Um, he was like, oh, no, um, Victor, our mutual friend, already told me about you. You're the one that doesn't sleep with anyone. Yeah. And I'm like. I mean, you, you do funny. when you date someone, but. Uh, oh, obviously, yeah. I, I, if I'm seeing you, I'm not going to wait until we're married. But yeah, um, yeah that was nice. <laughs> and because people try to make in Hollywood and sometimes they, they almost do anything necessary to win roles. And I know you're going to do it the right way. But so I met you last year 
through Eichel for a little bit last summer, I mm. think. Then you had to go back to work. Yeah. And you were having some, you know, like I had a problem with the custom too at one point or another. But you had to take care of stuff and you eventually you came back early this year, January yes. 2015. Now, I give you my word, you needed help. I don't mind picking you up and helping you find a place. Um, I, I, you're not the first one and I'm sure you're not the last one. But I, I was a little hesitant telling you I work in the porn business That's right away. That's why you didn't. <laughs> I mean, I want to help you, but I want to... Um, I've said it many times on radio so people know, but I didn't I didn't know how you're going to take it and you needed a help. You know, I just didn't... I didn't want to make you feel uncomfortable. But, um, yeah. So you were there for like maybe a week. Yeah, I was with you. Were you, fun, you were fun to hang out with. But sometimes... <laughs> you didn't mean to but a couple of times you did something that made me laugh but I thought it was also cruel what did I do what you did was I've, I've been driving you around and I, I I have to take care of a bunch of stuff it's it's late at night I'm tired right so I, yeah. pa- I pass out on the couch my face planted in the couch you know STD filled with a <laughs> pink eye couch yeah. yeah and he goes alright Yoshi good night and you just took a shower and you wrapped your body in um, towel, yeah. and you had a perfect hair. It almost looked like a shampoo commercial where steam is coming from your shoulder and the hair. <laughs> perfect, right? And you just you woke me up in my slumber, and Aww. you look really pretty. And that's just a cruel thing to do. <laughs> you did like every other day, like uh, okay, thanks. Good night, Yoshi. Bye. And, you know, you just walked in looking all pretty and everything. And yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. It's I funny now. Do, <laughs> I do not remember that at all. I No, you weren't, I, you weren't teasing or anything like. I guess. <laughs> I just took a shower. I just want to say good night. That's a proper manner to say good night. And you walked in with that. I mean, you, you, you look great. So thank you. Yeah. But uh, that's not really necessary to frustrate people either. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I hope you slept very well after that. Yeah, sure. I bet you did. My arm was hurting. All right. Um, <laughs> so um, I eventually I told you you're okay with it. You're open-minded. Um, you're very nice to everyone. And I, I think um, I haven't met your friend Keisha, Aiko's friend too. But I noticed like people from Australia are very gregarious and, and, and nice. People from New Zealand are very sweet. And is that a stereotype? Like really like sweet and well-mannered? I never hear too many obnoxious New Zealander causing problems. Um, I mean, yeah, I think New Zealanders are pretty genuine people. Yeah. Um, Kiwis. Uh, yeah, Kiwis, New Zealanders. But in saying that, there are some kind of stuck-up New Zealanders in LA as well. I feel like they're a certain type. I mean, New Zealanders in general are pretty genuine, but it also takes a very special type of person to leave their country and travel. So, um, I mean, it's fucking middle of nowhere in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, so like when you meet New Zealanders from LA, they're not necessarily a good reflection of who the people are in yeah. New Zealand. Like some of them, I actually walked past a girl today <laughs> and that was probably a little bit rude. But also she's 
she used to be my friend in New Zealand, but she's very much like climbing the ladder, very obnoxious, loves herself. And when yeah. I got here, wasn't like wasn't my friend and have any time to catch up. So today when I saw her in the street, she looked at me and then she she either didn't notice me or she thought that maybe it was a good idea not to say hi. Right. And so I was walking and I like waved. <laughs> yes. Like did this like little like fast little retail wave like hi. And I said hi, blah, blah. And she was like, oh my God, hi. And I kept my earphones and I just kept walking. <laughs> Well, you're joining one, and I, I know you've been working really hard, and I'm I'm, I'm glad um, you making, uh, you know, you made a good transition living in the states. I know you get along with people, and I see you maybe every three four months since uh, January because I know you're busy, you're working. Um, but it's always nice to catch up with you, Yoshi. Yeah, I feel like when we do catch up, it doesn't matter how long it's been. It's always a pleasure. It's it's funny look, you know, like talk to you and watch you and Rosie and you know it's just I'm 46 but girls women are still mysterious to me you know like I, in I which way let me try and help you solve that mystery it's just even I don't know like just mundane, mundane things that you guys do putting makeup on and you know just I don't know I mean I, I guess working in porn you, you see the other extreme and that take all sorts of mystery out of it you know i don't i don't you get tired of watching it you know and when you actually talk to someone you get to know them and then there's always surprising things like when you when i find out you're an athlete and you're you're a competitive swimmer and um i didn't know that and then i was also telling you a couple hours ago that um when you were competing in that reality show they always say uh, you have a great personality and that competitiveness comes in. Uh, you're not being bitch, you're being assertive. Like, this is what you want, you're here to work. Uh, you're being com- competitive. And they said that it comes from that athletic background that you came from, you know? And uh, Well, I mean, yeah, I also sometimes feel like, especially in that show, know, this is going to sound bad, but people are stupid. Like... You're on the show. Yes, it is a show. And yes, some of it is very much manipulated. Like the girl who won it was from a very wealthy family and her parents... Was a friend of the judge. Was a friend of the judge. And um, I actually met um, one of the directors of the show later on at a bar. She was like, yeah, like the girl who won is... I consider her like my niece. Like I've known her since she was a child. And I'm like, well, thank you for like that (laughs) piece of information. Um. Conflict of interest, but yeah, a huge conflict of interest. But anyway, um, what was I saying? Like a lot of the girls on the show, especially in the beginning, they just didn't make sense. Like there was yeah. this one girl, and it was the very first episode, so it was a week of filming down in Queenstown, and I was sitting down and I was having a chat with her, and yeah. she was a little bit geeky, and she was pretty, and she was like, you know, it's it's been my dream to be a model. Like, I've always just wanted to be a model. Yeah. But I've never, ever worn heels. Like, I just don't know how to wear heels at all. Like, I've, I've never owned a pair, and I've never walked in them, and I was sitting there, and I just said to her, you're 17 years old. You're not young. Your dream is to be a model 
and yet you have never put on a pair of heels. That's like saying I would love to be a racing car driver. My dream has always been a race to be a racing car driver and not even having your license. Yeah. Like, wake up. <laughs> they were saying that. Like, you were way mature for your age. And um, I was really impressed because it's not like it was the first season, right? So everybody don't have a point of reference how you're supposed to uh, act. No. Except for the one you see probably one in the States or whatnot. But um, after reading, it made sense. Like, when I met you, like, you were pretty much go go-getter, you know? So that's... That's why I was never really worried when I didn't see you for that few months in between. I just figured, like, you're, you know how to take care of yourself and you're always working. So Yeah, well, I mean, I have, I have done a bit of work since I've been here, which has been really cool. I've worked with some big artists on some big, like, some successful um, productions. Mm-hmm. But obviously I signed an NDA, which is a non-disclosure agreement. So until they come out, I can't really talk about them. And I think even after... One of them came out. I'm still not allowed to talk about it. But yeah. Um, I know. I know you keep yourself busy. But yeah. yeah, I've been here for six months and I'm really enjoying it. I mean, if I had somewhere really permanent to live, that would be great. Um, <laughs> but I'm really loving this little studio at the moment. It's it's actually really cute, guys. It's um, Whoever it's, are listening to this, you happen to be living in LA and you have a really uh, nice living situation and you're not a creep. You're not LA. a creep. And a legitimate place, you Creeps, know. Please do not apply. Um, she she does need to have a place to stay, and um, you, um, I I do think you're gonna have a lot of success here. Um, you know, I we were talking before. You'll be perfect for Fear the Walking Dead, which is airing tomorrow. Uh, first episode. This is like uh, another show, similar to The Walking Dead, but this is a new off offshoot. Spinoff. Yeah. And the guy who plays the star, Cliff, what's his name? Cliff Curtis. He's actually a New Zealander. Yeah. And who played Keisha's father in The Whale Rider. So it's a very small world. But you'll be perfect for that. I'm very scary. That's why I'd be perfect. Perfect for that. You know how to run. Oh, I do. I do. (laughs) And I text um, Esther Kuhl and she wanted me to work for her in San Francisco. So I could meet her brother during the show. But um, she said she wanted to meet you. And you should... Esther Cool is like a she really is ambitious and a go getter and she's a really funny pretty girl. I've seen a lot of Asian guys, which makes me laugh. Um, you know, I, I think whenever uh, um, girls are like aggressive, assertive, some guys have a hard time dealing with that. You know, like well, what? it challenges them. Mm-hmm. Like men are supposed to be dominant, so when you come across a girl with a smart mouth, yeah, like. What are you gonna do? You can't hit them. <laughs> Esther's very sassy. So, um, couple more things, then we'll jump in how you're living in LA. But so, um, you you were born and raised in Giz- Gisborne. Yes, yes. I'm it's born. a very small town, North North Island, East Coast. Yeah, so it must be beautiful, right? It is beautiful. Um, it's very small, so the main street is about four blocks long. Yeah. And <laughs> half of those shops in that street are closed down because no one has any money. And the city itself is like it's actually in the middle of nowhere. It's on the coast. Uh, there's a gorge. Yeah. Which I'm not too sure if if you're familiar with the term gorge, but it's basically um, two really steep hills with a river 
down the bottom and a lot of people um, unfortunately have accidents and mm-hmm. they die on the way to Gisborne because it's quite a it's a quite a hard road to get to. That's probably why people don't leave Gisborne. Yeah. It's a small, beautiful town and you're quarter Trap. you're quarter or one eighth like uh, a mile. Yeah, away. I'm probably about a quarter Maori. Um both my parents are Maori, which is the indigenous people of New Zealand. Um, but if you would have never told me and if I met you and you told me figure out what you are, it it it'll be it could be it could be Spanish, Italian, maybe Egyptian. It's it's really hard. I don't I I think I don't think you would get mad if somebody said because it's really hard to figure out. No, it is. And like you were saying before, the um the new lead of the Walking of the Dead spin-off, Cliff Curtis, um he's been a hugely successful actor because he is of Maori descent also and it is very ethnically ambiguous. So he was on... He was in training day as like Cholo from his, his South Central LA. Mm. And when I saw him, I didn't even recognize him from the whale rider because he had a beard and stuff. Like, I just figured he's Mexican because the way he spoke and mannerism, like, I was shocked. Like, holy shit, that's the guy from whale rider, the Maori guy. But he could play... Yeah, he's played Colombians. He's played Mexicans. Middle Easterns. Middle Easterns. Yeah. He was on the show with... Um, is it the Three Kings with George Clooney where they go and... They Ice Cube, the, yeah. Yeah. He, he's... He's a terrific actor. He is really an actor, yeah. And so... Um, and he takes those roles very seriously. Like, when you play other ethnicities, I feel like you have a duty to that ethnicity to represent it. You don't want to play some... Uh, uh, in the best way, though. Yes. Like, you don't want to make a mockery of an ethnicity because... At the end of the day, like you are representing an entire race, and if you aren't that ethnicity, you have a responsibility to sure. be very authentic. So I know that he takes that very seriously. And he does a fantastic job, and so that's your background. So you're this little girl, not but you're this young girl growing up in a little town. Um, your parents—they're not in show business, right? No, no. no. <laughs> so, um. Even before you did the, the reality show, you were thinking about you want to get out of town, right? Well, I mean, yeah, it's a very small town. Um, I remember it very clearly. So I was working in a um, a clothing store and I had left it quite late to apply for university. And also I didn't know what I wanted to study. It was advertised on television, the yeah. auditions which were about five-hour drive from my house. and. But before that opportunity, were you thinking modeling? Um, I mean, it had crossed my mind, yes. But then also I was very aware how fickle modeling is and that the industry isn't necessarily that big in New Zealand and getting visas to work overseas and sure. even just working in New Zealand alone because they, like yeah. New Zealand, I feel like is a harder industry to actually work in because – they have their favorite models and because there are limited jobs. Sure. Um, they kind of corner the market. They corner the market. Yeah. They don't allow the girls to work. Um, and a lot of the girls who end up leaving New Zealand because they can't work in New Zealand right. are actually the most successful because they have to leave and they go overseas and people are like, we love you. And yeah. they book and they work. And the New Zealand market... There was actually a girl. She's um, she was the the winner of New Zealand's next top model cycle too. She is Maori, 
and um, what's she, her name? Do you know? Yeah, Danielle Hayes. She she's hundred percent Maori, or no, she's not. She um she's of Maori descent. Also, she's worked in South Africa yeah. and different places. So she's ethnically ambiguous, and she did a little um a, was a section on Maori television. Okay, and her agent in New Zealand actually spoke about the industry and talked about how it's easier for white white models in New Zealand to get work than it is for ethnically ambiguous girls and um do you, do you think that's struggle. changing though do you think it's changing I don't know hmm. I I left and I've never really looked back okay so you, you so you drive five hours did you tell your family about what you were doing or you just just kind of sneaked out of there and then did it um I told them the night before that I was gonna go and audition what, 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 what was their reaction they're like that's a great idea yeah yeah um I, I just wanted dad to make sure I wasn't gonna crash okay so he looked over the car which was my sister's which I'd never driven before um yeah and then I left the next morning and and how many people do you think applied to try to get on that show thousands it was thousands. a nationwide search so it's, it's thousands of people. Yeah, I was held. I was held over um, a couple of months. The auditions started mm. in the very bottom of New Zealand, and then they worked their way up. Yeah. Um, it was over the Christmas New Year's period, and the audition that I went to, which was in a place called Tauranga, was the last. Was one of the last places where they had an audition. Okay. So I went there. Were you nervous? A little bit. Okay. Um, I went there and I I auditioned on a Saturday and they're like, cool, like we really like you. Um, go speak to a camera. So I went and spoke to the camera and then um, they were like, great, like we'll let you know in a week's time okay. whether or not you get in. And then so I, at that point they're looking for like 33 girls. Yes. Okay. So, they, so we're talking – I, I don't know, there's like a million, two million people in New Zealand and there's thousands and thousands of girls are going for it. Mm -hmm. And out of them, you were one of the 33. Yeah, so um, like everyone walked into the room. If they liked you, once you walked into the room, then you went into another little room. Sure. And you spoke to the camera. And from the camera um, interviews, they chose those 33 girls. Right. So I don't know how many people actually got sent through the cameras, but I know that a lot of people... Went through the doors to meet the judges. Sure. Um, and then I got a call a week later saying that I was picked right. um, as a 30, top 33. And then a week later. How, how excited were you down. when you heard it? Well, they didn't call me until very late that day. So I didn't think I was going to get a call at all. Ah. Yeah. So um, they were like, we'll call you like next Saturday. Yeah. Um, if you get through. Um, like lunchtime, no. and they didn't. They didn't call me. Like it was a Saturday, and I didn't get a phone call until like six p.m. at night. So yeah. I was like, "Well, obviously, I haven't been selected." And then they called me, and they're like, "Hey, like, pack your bags. Um, you're flying down to Queenstown, like, in five days." And I was like, "Okay, like, exciting." Yeah. Like, and then I was like, well, how, "Well, like, what do I pack? Like, I don't know how long I'm going to be gone for." Sure. And then I didn't leave <laughs> until the end of the show. So this, this, so what, what, what was your, 
parents' reaction, and what was your high school friends' reaction when they heard? Um, well, my parents were pretty excited. They yeah. were like, "Oh, like that's great." Um, they were excited. Um, I didn't really tell any of my high school friends. So they found out later on, maybe when you were on TV. Yeah, yeah. they did. They did. Um, like oh. The newspaper got wind of it, and they were like, "Oh, like a girl from our city has been selected, and she's currently filming on Top Model." Yeah, um, but yeah, I I just kind of told my family, and I'm like, "Oh, like I'm gonna Queenstown." So, you know, we don't have a whole lot of time uh, getting detail, but what I find it really amusing when I read the transcript, like <laughs> you were like a fighter, like you know, you were there for business. You 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 you, you know, your goal was to win at the thing. Um, and every time you were like the bottom two, it looks like, oh my God, it's suspense. You know, like you're almost like hanging from the cliff. Like what's going to happen? You know, like, you know, I hope every time, every time you think back up, (laughs) every time, every time they try to corner you, you get out. And the one that made me laugh, the girl that was giving you a hard time. And she was, I think she said something like, oh, Hosanna, you're going to be eliminated. Then you, we find out later on. She's the one who got eliminated. Yeah. So that episode was filmed in LA. Um, yeah. There was a girl who really disliked me throughout the entire show. Yeah. Um, don't know why, um, but she hated, hate, like, hated me. I bet she's fat right now. <laughs> I'm not going to say that I Facebook stalked her. Yeah. But I have. <laughs> and, um, yeah, she hated me. And there was an episode in LA that we filmed where we were both in the bottom two. Yeah. And they gave us feedback and then they'd put us into this little holding cell when they made, when they went to deliberate. Yeah. And every girl sitting in that little holding cell during that hour where they just leave us to just sit there and fret thought that I was going home. Yeah. Because I got bad feedback. But I was sitting there and I'm like, you know what? There's no way I'm going home. Yeah. Because I knew that I got bad feedback, but Terry Lee's feedback was a lot worse. So when we walked up to the my, end. My, my impression when I read was that the whatever the problems you might have, I don't know. But outside of it, the viewers watching you on TV, it seems like the people actually liked you. They did. Yeah. Maybe in the beginning, maybe you would have misunderstood. But later on. You you became like beloved by people, and I think that was my impression. I'm, I I haven't seen the show. I just read. I've seen a couple of clips, but I love the fact that your your athletic background and you didn't give up. And I always love those stories where, at the last second, you 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 make it on top and you you win. You know, and um, I I just thought when I heard when I read about you going to LA, that must have been exciting for a young girl living from small town from New Zealand. It was the uh, first time I'd been overseas. Yeah. You know. So I was excited. Because that, that's got to be really, really exciting. Like, Absolutely. you know, six months before you you were just, you know, living in a small town and here you are. So um, what was your impression? I mean, you must have a certain idea what L.A. seemed like versus when you actually showed up. So the very first impression of me arriving in L.A. Um, <laughs> was actually how bad the roads are. I mm-hmm. thought the roads were terrible. Like the condition of the roads in LA compared to New Zealand sure. roads, they're really bad. Like it's almost like they're made out of concrete yeah. and how dirty the city was. Those are two things that very much 
are burned in the back of my mind how bad the roads are how dirty it was and how many homeless people there were sure um i'd never encountered homeless people before and we went like, you didn't see not in not in new zealand no so we went down to um santa monica and we did some filming um, oh yeah you definitely see some in broadway yeah, yeah um I think it's like there's a little strip down there and it's got like this hedge of a dinosaur. Like there's a whole block of shops down there. Yeah. And like we were very much looked after by the TV crew. We had our babysitter. Sure. We weren't allowed to go anywhere without her. She actually took us to the toilets. And I was mortified when I found out I had to pay 25 cents to use the toilet. I'm like, I'm not paying <laughs> to take a shit. <laughs> so I waited for someone to walk out. Then I just walked straight in. Right. I'm like, oh, don't close the door. And then I, I pushed it open. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, just like having to pay for little things, the tax. Um, but the television, we were in a hotel room and we turned on the television and it was very negative. Like the news was on and it was all about killing and people being shot and... Just yes, but I mean, uh, to defend LA, well, like, people don't is, care about good news. You know, they have to no, hear something negative. Was, so, yes, I, 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 I feel like I expected more. Uh, the people were all very, very nice. Yes, they're very nice. Um, I don't know if it's just because we're a group of young, very, beautiful girls, young, beautiful girls, um, with camera crews around us, and they just <laughs> wanted to right. come over and talk to us and ask us what we're doing. Sure. Um, Bayburn was very pleasant. But we did go out to a restaurant in, I think it was Katana? Yes. Yeah, um, up in Sunset. Right next to Comedy Store. Yes. Yes. It's right up there. And um, some kind See, that's got to be fun. You it know, was you, fun. It was know, really fun. You dress really well. You're in LA. You're the hippest part of the town. Yeah. No, we stayed at the Standard Hotel. Um on the strip and then we walked to Katana and yeah. that was really fun and we we're out and there were these basketball players and I think they were quite successful they might have been in some sort of NBA team yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they tried to buy us drinks and the girls were like yeah like we'd love to drink and then I because I knew they all hated me I put my hand up and I go actually you can't buy us any drinks because we're all under 21 <laughs> No wonder they hated you. And I'm like, yeah, bitch. That's what you get for being a bitch. (laughs) It was quite funny. And they gave us a lot of attention um, until another group of girls came and sat with them who were very LA. They um, had no clothes on and they had very big boobs and um, faces they didn't really move. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so this is the other part of LA. Well, speaking of Walking Dead, when you go to Beverly Hills, you see a lot of old people with a lot of plastic surgery. <laughs> and their face don't move. And like, I I think it's one of the ironies of getting old. I do worry about pretty girls when they get old because if you're like ugly or just average looking person, you, you, you're used to not looking good. So when you get older, you're used to that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know that I just have to be confident and, and funny. That's what I need in my, my life. I'll f- figure out one way or another, you know. Um, 
I'm good at meeting people and have interesting life in LA. But those older people that ended up doing a lot of plastic surgery, like you never learn throughout your life, like getting old, losing that look is just part of life. And like, you should just get over it, you know, but in Beverly Hill, it, it's just freaky. Like you're 90, but you look like 70 and face doesn't move. Well, how can you laugh? <laughs> when they laugh, it looks really creepy. Like, yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. It's, like you should already have your alimony like if you haven't found that sugar daddy yet and you're still trying to get that plastic surgery to catch him yeah. at 70 probably not going to get him so you could maybe move back to Minnesota. I think they did it because they want to keep the man that they have I think the man married them in the first place because they were young yes and they've already found someone else like if you have to get that much plastic surgery like you obviously haven't won his heart right because a true man and true love doesn't like beauty comes from within at the end of the day <laughs> i'm gonna punch your face <laughs> i am gonna punch your face right now i'm tired of hearing that beauty comes from within so if he cannot see your beauty i know you do um, yoga and you're into spirituality i don't do I yoga. Thought you did. No, I used to go to yoga with Russell because it was free and I was Russell who? fat. Russell Simmons. <laughs> I'm kidding. He used to pick me up and take me to yoga a lot. Um, God, it must be nice to be beautiful. <laughs> God, it must be so easy to be beautiful. And I'm not going to lie, most of the time I hated it. But I would go because afterwards we'd get to go to Craig's or we'd get to go to Isabel's or we'd get to go to a restaurant. Well, I don't know what that is. And because... I would get to eat yeah. great food and not have to wait in any lines. And it was awesome. Yeah. And that's why I went to yoga so I could go out for dinner. And that's not why you go to yoga. The reason you go to yoga is to lose weight. I'm glad you're telling me the and truth. Meditate. I'm, I'm, I went for a fee if I can feed, all right? <laughs> because I, I have a lot of rich friends, you know, and they have access. And I'll tell you, Hosanna, the only reason I, I, I get to go with people like that because I'm, I'm I can be funny at times. But it's so addicting when you're hanging out with people like that because the the way the staff treats you and the, and things that you have access to, like I, I you know you know I mentioned about Dave before, but when he used to go Vegas, because he's such a well like he spent a lot of money gambling. We were at the MGM at the Skyloft. Mm. There's like I know there's a fancy rooms, but this is like public don't even access. It's like a in the corner of the building. It's kind of great, isn't it? <laughs> and I didn't have to pay not, not one cent. <laughs> I drive in, they validate it. They're taken care of. You go upstairs to the very high, highest building and when you walk, 24-7, there's two ladies at the desk and every time you walk by, they have to stand up. They have to stand up. Good evening, sir, whatever, right? Were you being an asshole? Were you just like walking in, walking out, walking in, walking out so you could just I tried. I went on walking and instead of walking backward once, once they sit down. <laughs> Another time I walked in and I start crawling across the room. I hope they won't see me. But they always catch you. You know, like they're very um, nice about it. But I'm from lower income family. You know, like I never grew up with stuff like that. So it's never comfortable. Um, all this first class stuff. Whenever I'm, I used to hang out with Dave or Russell Peters and other rich people. With, and yeah. these, these are like super fucking rich people. Yeah. I have no business hanging out with them, you know. Uh, but 
God, those are they're, they're really wonderful. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie with you. It's it's just wonderful. Like all those people like myself have to wait in line, and quite often I can't even get in because <laughs> I don't dress well, so I can't get in. But if I'm with this famous slash hundred millionaire or maybe billionaire, whatever these people, right? Yeah, you just walk straight in. Yeah, and I don't want to tell who I went, but that that one hotel across the street from Comedy Store, it's it's nationally registered historical building, but they have a restaurant on the bottom. Sunset Tower. Oh yes, of course you would know. Of course you would know. Of course. Oh, shut up. (laughs) That building's uh, famous because Marilyn Monroe used to live there. Um, uh, Howard Hughes used to have a room, and his mistress, and every possible famous athlete. Directors, movie star. I mean, that was uh, infamous for that place. Yeah. But the first floor is, is the bar and the restaurant. So I'm having dinner with uh, two of my friends. One of them is like, you know, huge. Mm. And Major D brought David Spade to our table. Like he wanted David Spade to meet my friend and stuff like that, right? <laughs> and I interviewed my friend Bobby Miyamoto and we were talking about this last week. Like, yeah, Dave actually remembered that whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, he's a movie star, you know, but he brought yeah. he brought him all the way across the room and talked to my friend. And they know all the big wigs in the business, you know. And it would never happen if I didn't come to LA. Um, because my, my thing is, you want to help your friends you want to introduce your friend to other friends who could be nice to them, but forcing people or, you know, um, you know what I mean? Like, I only want to be gold things when, when, when they want me to attend. And, yeah. yeah. You don't... I mean, and that's the hard thing too. Like, it's also distinguishing. Like, I enjoy going out. Yeah. Sometimes, but I'm also very much realizing there is a difference between friends and entourage as well. Sure. And there's a cost when you hang out with those people because sometimes they expect something back, you know? That is true. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that you do need to take into consideration. Like, Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not necessarily saying sex, <laughs> even though I'm sure a lot of those guys would like that. But even one of my friends, she was telling me, she wasn't giving those messages, but people just assume because she's pretty and they're spending a lot of time. They get they get really angry at her mm. if she ended up not doing whatever they want her to do. Yeah. And it's the same fucking story. It doesn't matter if it's America or Middle East or Africa or Asia, you know, it's Yeah. Um you know, like one person think it was going one direction, another person was expecting something else. So Yeah. There's the element of expectation. There's also the element of are you a friend or are you with me because you look pretty yeah. and I need you to fill my table? There's, there are so many different elements to like hanging out in Hollywood. I know in my town it's just like, oh, let's go out for a drink because mm-hmm. we're friends. You know, there's there are different types of friends in LA and yeah. Did they get mad at you sometime? Have you had an incident where the you don't? I don't need names. I don't want to have problem. But <laughs> have you like? You thought there was understood like we're just hanging out and eventually the other person get angry. No, I'm very I'm a very vocal person. Um if anyone fucks me off, I very much allow them to know. So um I've never had that because I think You make it kind of clear, right? The people that I hang out with are actually slightly frightened because they've seen um this movie called Once Were Warriors. Yeah. In New Zealand and they 
think that I have the potential to be a psycho. <laughs> so yeah. they, they very much, um, they very much do not rock the boat. Well, they say the same thing about Esther Cool. You know, she's Korean American girl, very funny, very pretty, and and a- anytime a guy couldn't get something they want, they will call her a bitch or this and that. Right? It's just name calling. But when I spend time with Esther, and and you, I I don't I don't see that at all. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yes. No, I've never been called a, a bitch or a psycho or anything like that. I yeah. I I think you're just very honest, I think. I am very honest. Um, and if someone has an expectation that or like thought something was going in a direction that yeah. I wasn't happy or comfortable with, I'm very vocal in expressing Cause myself. The last day you were hanging out, uh, I would, I think I did a little Polynesian comedy show down in church. Yes, was, you did, and we thought the church was gonna fall down because you went inside. I was, I was a little worried because I'm really. You haven't. Uh, funny things. You never see me do a filthy act, which is normal. But that Hawaiian thing was Aggie T. A lot of the audience members from Hawaii. And they kind of look like my auntie, you know, like, so mm. I can't, I can't do my regular act. But I was really surprised when I toned it down everything, how well it went, you know, I was a little taken back. Maybe you were good luck or something. But <laughs> after the show, we drove back, we dropped you off. I was a little worried because I dropped you off some apartment where one of your friend's friend or something, you know, um, I was. Where did I go that night? I was worried because it was one of your friend's friend and you had a, a you could stay there for a couple of days. It was some apartment, and uh, we went to Rono. Um, we went to Rono uh, apartment first, and then we had to go walk like maybe uh, fifty feet to the right building or something. But I, I dropped you off. You found the place, and I didn't see you for like maybe four or five months after that. But um, yeah, you know, all my guy guy friends, I don't worry. They're guys, you know. Mm. But like, they can be scary. Um, I can be very scary. So you're doing well. Um, you're still beautiful. Aww. What are you going to do? What's what's the plan? Because um, I think the TV and movies is the direction that you need to go. Yeah. And um, I want to keep introducing you to my other friends and uh, figure a way to get you on TV, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, at the moment, I did just, um, I met with a, a modeling mm-hmm. agent last week. Yeah. Uh, this week, um, which went really well. She was um, introduced to me by um, a successful friend. So that was a nice introduction. And I'm probably going to sign with her, but I also have another agency meeting next week. Sure. Um, and I think, so I just have to decide just the best direction and what both of them can offer me before moving forward. Um, One is is very strong in um, print and commercial, which obviously pays a lot of money. Um, And she's very passionate and that's, I feel, what you need in a manager or in an agent, someone that actually wants to work for you as opposed to signing with someone because they are considered better than another one. Um, And the one next week I have mixed feelings about um i've heard that if they like you they will work very very hard for you um, yeah. but if they just consider you average you it'll be like crickets they won't get you anything so right. 
I know that the one that I met with this week, they want to represent me in everything, which makes it difficult. So I couldn't take on the other one. Sure. Um, it's important because how could you get work unless somebody representing you put you in a situation where you'll be seen by the right people exactly. and get in the project, you know. Um, but um, this lady that I met with this week, she also has some very good contacts and mm-hmm. she potentially wants to introduce me to some other people which could be very, very beneficial. So right. I just need to weigh up my options with the meetings and now that it's coming out of summer, it's coming into winter, so there'll be a lot more productions and guest roles and right. that sort of stuff coming up. So um, I feel blessed to have had those meetings. Like I just sent out two ma- emails and I got responses immediately, which yeah. is great. I'm, 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 I'm ha- I am happy that you're here because even with all the problems and I've been to a lot of different cities and countries in the world, LA is still my favorite place. I mean, it's such an amazing, interesting place. Yes, there's terrible traffic and sometimes crime and, you know, this mm-hmm. and that, homeless people whatnot. But I just feel like that's the price you pay to live in a, such an interesting and amazing place. Um, and I think there are many beautiful women in L.A. and so you are one of them for sure. But it's, I think it's your personality, sense of humor, and I think your mental toughness. is that's Those are the things that people have to get to know, you know. And uh, you're going to do... A lot of interesting work in LA, I think. Thank you. Um, so, what what would you like? I mean, ideally, you work a long time, but eventually, do you want to, you know, 15, 20 years down the road, you want to go back to New Zealand, or um, what are you thinking? You know, I'm not. I mean, I know that in like in the immediate future, um, I do just want to work and make as much money as I can. Sure. Um, so you just, don't have to be dependent on a man. <laughs> no, I'm, be, I'm, be, I'm, not be, I'm being serious. Well, I don't think it's in my nature to be dependent on a man. And I don't think I'm going to find any men in the city anyway. Because the only ones that I do meet with mm-hmm. are ones that catcall me when I'm walking down the street. Which yeah. I have no problem turning around and giving the middle finger. Um, oh, go, going back to that catcalling. Mm-hmm. When I ask a certain ethnic group, you don't have to tell me what kind. <laughs> But that particular group, I am amazed because I, I come from the you know, cultural background. You just don't do that. Yeah. Uh, it's I, I I don't think it's necessarily like we're super respectful, but it's just it's just such an awkward thing to do. But there's certain ethnic group to do that. It's because if the, if you do long enough, it's law of average. Eventually, you're gonna hit. Right. There it's like be, there's gonna be some girl like like that. Throwing shit at a wall and hoping something sticks. Well, yeah. guess what? It's not going to stick with me. <laughs> so right. please just keep walking. Yeah. Um, but you know what? If you are in the business of harassing girls when they walk down the street or you do think maybe I'll meet the girl of my dreams by like screaming out at her when she's walking. Right. Um, a more subtle way if you want to be successful is just smile. Mm-hmm. Just smile and say hi when you're walking past her. Right. Biking up behind her, she knows that if you're behind her for like a good minute and you're quite close, you're Googling her ass, screaming out offensive language at her or even just being a creep from a car. So when they're driving away, sometimes they go, nice ass, and they just drive away, that kind of stuff you're talking about? Yeah, or like they just stick their heads out and they just mm. look at you. I mean, yeah. just 
just say hi. Just smile and say hi. I don't know what book you read that said it's a good idea to like whistle and be like, hey, you dropped something, my number. Like, no, no, that is never going to work. And if it does work, that chick's got issues. Wait, who would work? I'm trying to figure out. Someone with self-confident issues. Oh, wait a minute. What happened if it was, um, what happened if it was that, that Australian actor? Um, Fat Amy. What? <laughs> what are you talking about, Fat Amy? No, um, I'm trying to remember what happened if it was that actor from Australia. He was in Munich. He played Incredible Hulk. Oh, why am I forgetting? He used to be a stand-up comic. Um, Eric Bana? Yeah. Okay, let's say Eric Bana. You saw Eric Bana and say, and he goes, you dropped something. Honestly, would you would you be like offended by that joke? You have to, if you're being honest. I hate that joke. So I'd be like, that was a very poor <laughs> I hate you, Yoshi. I, I knew it. Okay, okay. Let's back out for a second. He is a good-looking guy and very successful. And well, you know, I feel like you've trapped me. Do you know that I have a massive crush on Eric Banner? Is I, that I why you've done this? Well, I, I kind of... Um, because I... But there's always exception to the rule, right? 99.9% cannot do that to you. But there's always that 0, 0. 0.00. You know what? I would probably turn around and be like, that's not funny yeah. and walk off just because even though I've <laughs> always told all my friends that Eric Banner, even though he's been married to his lovely wife for a very long time. He seemed like a very faithful guy. Yes. Yeah. He will one day meet me and um, <laughs> I'm not going to break up their marriage, but I am saying that my name one day will be oh, Hosanna Banner. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I will change my name to be Hosanna to match his banner. Eric Banner, Banner, Hosanna Banner, Hosanna Banner. <laughs> sounds like one of those. It's going to be great. It sounds like one of those um, Jerry's ice cream. It will. I will go and be like, hey, Jerry's ice cream. Like, do you want a new fla- flavor? It's going to so, be delicious. So you'll be cool if you did it. You'll be- no, I wouldn't be cool. No, no, all right. I would say something really sassy. And then walk off knowing that I just ruined. So my if you say hi, how are you? You'd I'd be, be like, okay. hi, like I'm really great. How are you? Yeah, I believe you. I feel like because, starting. Because, I I just feel like starting off a relationship disrespectfully mm-hmm. is never like it doesn't work. Yeah, like having respect. First impression for, does matter, doesn't it? First impression does matter. Like, I feel like respect is a huge thing. And that's why it's so, that's like lacking. That's why it's so unusual that you live in LA, because <laughs> if, if the most girls that the if they look like you, they'll be maximizing their opportunity with your looks. Yeah, maybe I need to go and like buy some makeup. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was thinking of joining Equinox. Oh, the the fancy gym. The really overpriced. Yeah, you'll, you'll meet a lot of in- interesting, successful, rich guys there, I bet. I probably will, but I'm very bad at washing. So if you walk into um, <laughs> my amazing walk-in closet, and it's kind of incredible, you'll see a lot of clothes in there. They're not on the hangers. They're on the floor. Yeah. Um, 
because I'm useless at doing washing. So if I'm going to go to the gym mm-hmm. and I'm going to pay $175 a month yeah. to go to this gym, I'm going to go every day and I'm going to use their towels and their kills. And I'm going to go in the steam room and I'm going to do their boxing classes. That's another thing I didn't know you're into boxing. I love boxing. I am. Um, I used to... Well, I actually trained for a bit. Do you do haka? No. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> That's the Maori's uh, traditional battle dance, right? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, it's we, cool because they will stick out their tongues out. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. Will, they, will, they will like eat you alive. If you, got, if you Google Maori haka, M-A-O-R-I, haka, H-A-K-A. Yeah. You will be terrified. And... That's probably why the people in LA who have met me, um, who know about Maldives, try not to piss me off. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will eat them. Yeah. But um, I'm going to join Equinox and I'm going to get into shape and I'm going to... You are like, in shape. ...spend so much money because I can't wash towels. That's basically why I'm going because they have kills. They have kills. I'm like going to take a jar and I'm going to fill it up mm-hmm. and then I'm just going to take it home. I mean, if I'm going to pay 175 for this stuff, I'm actually just going to like harvest it and take it to my house when I leave. It's going <laughs> to be great. Because you know what they do? Like, I've, I've been there before. Like, I've actually been going quite a lot. Um, they haven't like locked down. So you just can't like pick up the bottle and take it with you. Okay. So I'm going to have to take a container with me and just like take it. I will never have to buy shampoo, conditioner, body wash, moisturizer, shavers, toothbrush, mouthwash ever again if I join Equinox. You know what? I'm not even going to find somewhere to live. I'm just going to get a car, live in my car, and then shower and work out at Equinox. It will be great. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. I think that's a good <laughs> idea. But where am I going to park? That's the only thing because there's nowhere to you know, park. And you know why it's so interesting? Because Esther, Esther Cool that I keep talking about, mm. first time I met her, she was living in a spa in K-Town. So technically, really? you could go there. You could stay there all you want, but you're not supposed to be staying there in like a hotel, but she does it anyway. So she'll go and hang out, have meetings during the day. At nighttime, she does stand up and show up like one or two in the morning. And she'll go to her steam room or whatever and kind of um, get out and relax one of those long chair. And she ended up just sleeping there and stay there like a hotel. And that's how she's been staying every time she's visiting from Miami. You know, That's awesome. Yeah. You got you guys will get along. She's, she's a, Maybe I'll just move there. <laughs> you won't find a place. You don't have to uh, move into one of those. Um, but that sounds so great. It really is. And if, like, I moved into my car and I just, like, joined Equinox, I'd only be paying, like, $200 a month. Because I think I think she was telling oh, me man. she was paying, like, 30 bucks a day. She just go and just lay down falsely in, in a women's room. So mm-hmm. no other women are not harassing her. I mean, uh, men yeah. are not harassing. Yeah, like, yeah. she's not going to, like, wake up. No. And somebody pulled Bill Cosby on her. Not, bad not, situation, Yeah. So you won't worry at all, like uh, uh, when when I brought you over. No, <laughs> not even. Because there's no talking. worry on my part. You know, I'm a guy. Nothing's gonna happen. But I wasn't really sure. I know. Um, I I was very okay with you looking after me. 
Because I met you last year through Aiko, and um, I only saw you that one day, then you disappeared. And I figured, oh, she went back to New Zealand. I don't think you were coming back. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> Obviously, it took a little while to get the visa that I applied for because it's very difficult to get. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, I'd given, I gave up my that room that I was staying with Aiko. Yeah, um, and somebody else moved in. Yeah, well, I gave it up for the month of December because I was like, I'm not going to you know, this visa is going to take a long time to process. There's a chance that I might not get it. Um, I don't want to. It was a good spot, I have to say. Oh, it's incredible. So the spot that I was staying in, it was on the corner of Sunset and Switzer. So it was where the old Standard Hotel. Yeah, right by a comedy store. Yeah, right by the comedy store. I had a double bedroom. I had double wardrobes. I had a pool. Yeah. Um, And... Laundry facilities. I paid six hundred and eighty-three dollars yeah. a month. It was funny. The I think first or second time when Aiko invited me, she said, "Come here, look my room," and she showed me all this trinket. <laughs> trinket. <laughs> well, all right, and then we were looking and look, and then she brought me this, like a Japanese rice cake or something. So like, oh, you want to eat it? And like, she's a really funny girl. She's hilarious. She's hilarious, but like, um, the way she does things is just so funny. She like is. she said. Oh, my mom's here. You should meet her. Like, okay, uh, I could take her to National Park, Manzanar up in north, 200 miles away. I could take her there with my friend Rick. Like, okay, I don't hear her back no. three weeks later, you know? So It's like these little sound bites. It's like she has this idea. She's like, hey, like, I'm going to show you this. This will be great. And then it's gone. And you're like, so, like, are we still going to do this? She's like, yeah. But, like, she just says that. <laughs> <laughs> Like the other night I was talking to her and I was like, come over for dinner. And she's like, yeah. And she just didn't come. <laughs> I knew she wasn't going to come. Ugh. Um, is there anything else that you want to cover? Um... Yeah, actually, I, I, well, I don't know if I want to cover it, but I do want to ask a question. Okay. So you've heard from my perspective about dating and oh, God. guys and stuff what what is it in a man that just goes from like what do you what do you try to ask hang on i'm gonna get my thoughts together um actually you know what's fine i'm not gonna ask <laughs> you you, you kind of i'll say this much um I didn't. I did not have a very good relationship with any of the women in my family except for one. Okay. Um, when I was second grade, my mom just grabbed myself and my brother. We moved out of there, and she was having problems with my dad. But mm-hmm. you know, just abruptly taking us, and we were hiding someplace in in Japan, and my dad didn't know where we were living for like next two years. Wow. Um. And then we went back living with my dad, but my aunt, my mom waited until my grandmother passed away. And then I didn't know at the time when my grandma died, I think she started thinking like she, she's no longer obligated to be with my dad, you know? So this was uh, middle of 79 by early 1980. And you know, you were not even around that. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> um, my dad, my, my mom pretty much took me and my brother 
to USA without telling my dad, and you know, I didn't know they were divorced. So we were like kicked around from one family member to another, and I didn't, I didn't live with my mom, and most of the women have an issue. They have a really bad relationship. You know, my, my grandfather died really young, so I think whatever the relational intimacy problem that my, my mother and my aunts had, that kind of trickled down, down to me. I think my brother probably had a better intimacy with the women than I did. But um, um, so, you know, I got fired three years ago. So I think, you know, most Asian people seem like they work really hard, right? That's the stereotype, <laughs> right? But I always tell people they're not, they're not hard worker because they want to be hard worker. They're hard worker because they don't want to work, deal with their problems. So if they work all the time, they don't have to deal with it, right? It's true. So now that I don't have a job for like three and a half years, I mean, I find odd thing to do here and there, but I've been kind of thinking a lot of that. And um, that's part of the reason why I want to stop doing the podcast. Um, you want to stop? I'm stopping it. That's why I wanted to have you on this show because yeah. this is episode 145. I'm doing five more than I'm done. And I'm, I'm tired of doing it. And I every time I do podcasts with somebody else's big show, I do really well, number-wise, because I see all kinds of crazy stuff. And But on my show, I don't want to corner whoever I'm heavy on the guest as a sh- on the show. I don't want to make them uncomfortable or ask unfair questions or make them look bad. I'm, not, I'm just not into that at all. It's not fair. I'm, I'm a, I think I feel like I'm a, abusing my power because I'm, it's my show. I'm just not into that. So. Yeah. I like having conversations on one, just friendly, fun conversation. But um, I think either last one or second to last one, I do want to talk about things that happened last three years. That uh, that'll be nice. It's it's been bugging me, but um, but you know what's funny? I I'm just not. You know, Socrates said, "Know yourself, know thyself." You know, and like. I started feeling at this old age, started feeling comfortable with myself, you know, mm. and um, I don't, I don't have fear anymore. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm brave, but like when you're young, you do have certain doubts about yourself and fear, like what's going to happen, right? But mm. I, I don't have that anymore. That's why when you when you and my other friends like they're worried about um, the medical lab stuff, I I just don't have a fear because if something bad happened, I could joke about it, and I go all these dangerous places like Afghanistan. I I have no fear at all. I have a fear of not going places like that. Yeah, you know. So I, I I'm I'm very proud of you, Hosanna, for you to come from little town because it's very hard. People live in small towns; they're very nice people, but they don't know better. And they don't want to see their friends and family member get hurt. So they say like, no, 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 you should just stay here and be safe, you know. Hmm. But sometimes when you're being too safe, it's dangerous because you ended up not living the life that you could have lived. Yeah. You know, and um, that transcript made me laugh. Like, you're spunky. You're like, no, you don't tell me what to do. I I, I know what I want from life. And you fought every minute. And I, I, I think that's what's so attractive about you. That laughter and that, you know. And... I think you could have a meaningful, happy, interesting life. Thank you. That's sweet. 
that's why uh, have take that attitude when you do auditioning and things like that, you know, because believe me, it's hard on everyone. I, I don't know how you do, how you guys deal with it, because when you do stand up, getting rejected daily, nightly, <laughs> daily, every night, you could get kind of used to it, but it's still I'm in control. You know what I mean? I'm not a very outgoing person, but it's easier to do stand up because it's my arena. I'm in control of the place. Yeah. I'm more nervous going to party full of strangers that I don't know. And I know you're, you're good at that, talking to people and things like that, you know. So that's where I'm at. I think you're doing everything right. I, I'm glad you're in L.A. Just keep fighting for You'll find something to do. And um, you're going to have an interesting, wonderful adventure ahead of you as long as you surround yourself with the right people. Aiko, she's a wonderful girl. She's just like a space cadet, that's all. She's a space cadet. It's the Keisha, I only talked to her one time, but she seemed very, very sweet. And I'm glad. I don't know who contact who, but I'm glad you guys are friends. Yeah. And uh, you're going to keep meeting people like that. And um, I'm glad you you are um, <laughs> taking care of it. Well, this sounds like, what what is this? Um, welcome to welcome Dad to and Daughter Show. <laughs> But you know what I mean. I'm, yeah. I'm, um, I, I, I think, um, I think, I think, um, I think we're all of you. So, thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, um, this was not particularly a fun episode, but I'm, I'm glad you're on the show, and okay. I want people to get to know you. If they have a role for you, they should. How would they contact you? What's easier, Facebook or Twitter account? You don't check your face, a Twitter account very often, do you? Never. What's the easiest way to contact you without giving your number and um, email address? You can um, contact me on Instagram. You can oh, okay. Probably private message me on there. Um, I don't even know how you do that, but uh, so uh, you do check Instagram more often than not. Yeah, I have notifications. Also, Facebook as well. So my Instagram is my name, Hosanna, H O S A N N A underscore. Horsefall, H O R for Roger, <laughs> S for Sally, F for uh, Freddie, A for Alpha, Lima, Lima. The reason I said that is because people do not know what I'm saying. Um, and then obviously my Facebook yeah. is Hosanna Horsefall. What is, I mean, I'm, I know I asked you and you it's probably. English. Huh? It's English. Horsefall? Yeah, but what English. does it mean anything? I don't think so. Okay. No. <laughs> I've never seen the last name like that ever. Yeah. Is that is, but is that a pretty common name in England? I don't think so. So very it's, it is very unusual. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, um Hosanna, thanks for doing it. I'm sure I'll see you before I go to Europe. Um I finished this thing. I'm working on this app. I can't get in detail because it's kinda like this guy's um, I need to help him with it I'm working this comic book thing and uh, I'm finishing the podcast I have shows in Scandinavia I'll be most likely in Europe between month and two and a half months because I can um, because I don't want to grow up and be responsible and and um, before I go I will see you but uh, yeah I can't wait it'll be, be fun if you if you have opportunity to fly into Scott, Stockholm I'm staying with my friend Adio. He's a very funny comedian, very sweet guy. Not to me, but he's sweet to everyone. But you have a place to stay if you want to come over. And, um, you know, anyone who uh, meet Hosanna, we all love you. So 
there you go. Thank you, Yoshi. And thank you for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for doing it. You're very, very, very sweet. You, you always make me laugh. Your laughter just, um, <laughs> it's up there with Ricky Gervais. So, <laughs> all right, uh, guys, you. please help Hosanna with uh, Place to Live, acting, whatnot. Just contact her Instagram. She's terrific. And um, I'm glad that she's friend with my uh, two daughters, <laughs> Rosie Tran and Aiko Tanaka. And I can't wait till you meet Esther Cool. And I hope I wanted this to meet Keisha too. I'm sure you will. Yeah, big fan of hers. She's great in Game of Thrones. So, anyway, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, Sh- Hosanna is one of the three girls I'm interviewing for this particular uh, episode 155 because I'm writing an episode. I'm 145, I apologize. It'll be Camila Cleese, uh, wonderful girl, funny comedian, uh, actress. And also, daughter of the great John Cleese. I I, uh, I I love John Cleese. She was very kind to introduce me to her dad. I'm a big fan of his. And um, and also, um, Jennifer Comardi. Kumar- oh, I'm not saying her last name correct. But uh, we recorded a podcast. I hope the audio is okay. If not, I might have to interview her again. But yeah, three, girl- three wonderful ladies. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode 145. And talk to you guys soon. Good night. Bye.
dans sa chambre Joël et sa valise On regarde sur ses crimes Sur les murs des photos Sans regret, sans mélodie La porte est claquée Joël est barré 